With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It's the final hour on this Wednesday. Dan and the Dan and Stan Patrick Show. We'll talk to the former Cowboy head coach, Jason Garrett, on loan from NBC Sports, coming up a little bit. Braves at the Phillies, Astros at the Twins, Dodgers at the Diamondbacks, the Twins and Dodgers on the brink as the Rangers sweep the Orioles, Astros beat the Twins, and they're up two games to one. Some football news. Bill Belichick is going to stay with Mac Jones. They're playing uh, the Raiders coming up this weekend. The other update is Anthony Richardson, the Colts rookie quarterback, out at least four weeks, might be up to eight weeks. Four to eight right now for the rookie quarterback. Gardner Minshew, come on down. It's your job. And now you might be playing for uh, another contract here. I like Gardner Minshew. I think he's as good a backup quarterback as you have. And uh, with Jonathan Taylor back, that's a winnable division. And I think the Colts have to look at it that way, and I'm sure they do. We talked a little bit about Deshaun Watson. He was medically cleared last week, decided that he didn't want to go. I don't know if that's pain tolerance or there's something else that's going on there. The situation with Carolina, uh, the owner wanting Bryce Young. Keep in mind, this was draft night. And Sal Palantonio said right before the pick, So before the draft started, whoever Carolina takes is going to be the starting quarterback. Well, you know where that information came from. It came from the owner. Because the owner is saying, we're taking this guy. He's going to be ready to play. Sal Palantonio then during training camp said, Bryce Young is going to be the starter from day one. And he has been. But... Is the owner getting involved? Did he get involved? Does he? And, you know, as I said before, uh, reportedly it's an open secret. You know, David Tepper wanted Bryce Young. He is, uh, uh, he's involved a little bit more than most owners are. Let's put it that way. And, uh, you know, being a billionaire, you want results. I'm going to treat uh, my front office, my team, just like my business, but you can't. It's different because while your employees, they don't have the power that your players do. 
And uh, your coach, you're going to fire your coach? Uh, did the coach want Bryce Young? Did he want C.J. Stroud? The more success we see out of C.J. Stroud, the more we're expecting out of Bryce Young. And it hasn't been there, at least not yet. Although he did have, what, four touchdowns uh, this past, three touchdowns this past weekend? But he did have a few interceptions. It's just they're not a good team right now. Yes, Eden. Sitting a highly drafted quarterback to start the season seems to be almost impossible now. Yeah. Is that still the is that the best way to do things? I know it's been a long debate about no, you gotta sit this guy for a little while, let him get up to speed. I just don't know about Well, I have to know how good my team is, first of all. And I said with Anthony Richardson, I would have started Gardner Minshew for the first half of the season. Because you know, he's still a prospect. Bryce Young is expected to be good right now. Anthony Richardson, we looked at and we go, oh, my God, he could be like Cam Newton. Well, Cam came in and played really well right away, but he had Steve Smith uh, as his wide receiver, and they were probably a better team than people thought. Bryce Young is on a team that put themselves in this position by not being good where you could then you know, draft Bryce Young. Houston in this position because they weren't very good and they could get C.J. Stroud. You can't have every situation the way Patrick Mahomes had with Kansas City. First of all, I think they were 12-4 and with Alex Smith, and they kept him in one more year, and then Mahomes came in. Came in with a team that was already good. And I think that's the difference. How much talent? You know, Mac Jones, you're on a team that's not very good. And as a result, you're asked to do even more, and you're not capable of doing more. And therefore, we look at Mac Jones and say, well, what's wrong with you? Well, is the offensive line any good? Uh, They're wide receivers. I mean, they brought in Zeke Elliott. Who cares? And so, therefore, Mac Jones, not ready to play or shouldn't play or they need to upgrade. But you get into these rabbit holes where you go, all right, that guy's coming in. He was great in college. You're going to start. So Caleb Williams is going to start from day one, more than likely. Drake May, probably. Michael Penix Jr. the third, maybe. Shador Sanders. Like, these guys are ready to play now. At least we think they are. The scouts would probably tell you otherwise. But I thought Anthony Richardson, look, wonderful talent. But there's been a lot of talented quarterbacks who don't succeed because they don't listen and learn with what you need to do at the next level. You can't run around just like you did at Florida. You, you just can't. He's going to because he's the next Cam Newton, but you're going to have these injuries here. That's why they drafted him, the potential of, oh, my gosh, look at this guy. Big, strong, fast, you know, big arm, you know, the whole thing. But can you play the game? Do you understand the game? And sometimes these quarterbacks don't get it. They hold on to the ball too long. They try to, you know, extend a play. The great ones, get rid of it. Make up your mind, get rid of it. Slide. Live to see another play. But Bryce Young, now you're waiting. Now does he have to do more? Now you're going to force it even more. i got to prove I'm better than C.J. Stroud. But these quarterbacks coming in, make no mistake about it, they are prepared to be able to play in the NFL right away because it didn't used to be that way. And understand this, too, that offenses in previous generations, you brought a quarterback in who then had to adhere, adapt to your offensive strategy. Now you're bringing in a quarterback 
Like Arizona, they had to change their offense for Kyler Murray with what he does, how he does it. If you're bringing in a quarterback, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adapt uh, to his offense. Like, what, what does he do well? And I think that's important. But it used to be you came in, and we're going to just plug you in, and you have to you know, perform in accordance to what our game plan is. And it's not that easy, obviously. Yes, Paulie? Do you, do you think it's uh, something Albert Breer said about uh, David Tepper's a hedge fund guy? Probably not a patient individual. Billionaires rarely are. There seems to be no more patience for rookie quarterbacks, is public opinion. Bryce Young's numbers aren't awful. He's on pace, again, on pace, for 22 touchdowns and 17 picks this year. That's a lot of picks. His quarterback rating is 77. He's having a much better rookie season than Josh Allen. Who had 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions yeah. in 12 games. Yeah, but no, the Bills fans, I don't think, freaked out. They're a patient franchise. But I think that we view Josh Allen as a project. I think he was, oh, man, he's got a lot of talent. But we didn't know if that would translate. He came from a, you know Wyoming. Bryce Young played at Alabama, right? You're going, okay, that guy's ready to go. He, you know, quarterbacks at Alabama. He's successful. He's ready to go. And I think, therefore, we expect more out of Bryce Young than we did out of Josh Allen. I I said it at the time. There are times I didn't think Josh Allen knew how to play the position. It didn't mean he didn't have the talent. I just didn't think he knew how to play the position. Yes, Paul. Joe Burrow's rookie year. We forget about it. He was two seven and one. Mm-hmm. They, they were they still stunk a little bit, but he had thirteen touchdowns, five picks. His quarterback rating was ninety. That's really good for a rookie. And next year they're in the Super Bowl because they got an offensive line and a receiver. Yeah. And he went to a bad team. So, yes. you're, you know, you go to a bad team, do you get bad habits? You know, you know that, that's the thing that I worry the most about. You go in with confidence, you got to have confidence at that position. But when the confidence starts to diminish, then do you get into bad habits. And sometimes you don't get out of those. Like Justin Fields, I think he felt like when I go back to pass, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give, you know, uh, an idea that I might pass, but I'm basically going to run. Because he had to. Now they want him to pass, and he's so used to, I go back, uh, I'll check there, it's not there, and I'm going to run. And now they're going, come on, you got to stay in the pocket. So you're at, Justin Fields is fighting himself. Like they try to make Cam Newton a pocket passer, and I go, he's not a pocket passer. You know, when he runs, then he's successful, they're successful. And eventually that luck will literally run out. And it did. Because he's still, what, 34 years of age? But he can't, you know, can't play. So the situation with Carolina is just interesting because these two quarterbacks are going to be connected the rest of their careers. Uh, let's see, a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Brett in West Virginia. Hi, Brett. What's on your mind? Hey, DP. Uh, trade I did for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. That Chris Scott for Kirk <laughs> B. Cousins. No. That's not going to happen. I would rather have, I, you know, I would put Cooper Rush in there. But they're not making a change from Dak Prescott. Just, they're not going to. This is, now, if they extend him and they want to give him $55 million a year, go ahead. Jerry Jones, he holds on to somebody, you know, Jason Garrett, who's going to join us, Zeke Elliott, he'll hold on to you longer than he needs to. He does have loyalty, which is rare in this industry. But he holds on too long. Uh, but as far as Dak, um, he's he's a good quarterback. 
We've yet to see him be great in a big moment. Like, that's what you want. If you want to elevate yourself, you know, that maybe you're a top seven, six, five quarterback, then let me see what you can do. Now, in fairness to Dak, the numbers are pretty good in his career. But that's where numbers lie. Because I want to know, what do you do in the biggest games? Are you even bigger? And, and that's where legacies are built. What did you do in the biggest game? And if you look back, you know, he's been spotty. Regular season numbers, you know, a passer rating, all of those things, those are all good numbers. But you expect that. If I'm paying you that, I expect that. Can he outperform his contract? That's what I would ask. And if he can't, then I think you start to wonder, okay, do we need to look at another option, plan B here? Yeah, Paul. And the thing with Prescott or any quarterback, but like guys like Prescott and the Cowboys, they never have the awful season where you're like, okay, now we can hit the restart button. Yeah. They never have like a, a six-win season, a five-win season. You're like, okay, let's blow it up, and the fans are like, fine with it. When you win 11 games, you're like, you know what? How about a couple tweaks? Add an offensive lineman, and then you stay with the same guy. Dak's going to be there. I mean, Jerry has professed his love for him. He's going to be there at least another year. Uh, but, you know, at some point, are you asking for something that you know that he's not able to do? And I know that the Cowboys get a ton of attention. And I, I only bring it up usually when I think it means something, not, hey, nothing else to talk about today. Let's talk about Dak Prescott. Um, he had a bad game. That's it. I mean, he had a bad game. Uh, is it something that's, you know, going to be there the rest of uh, this season? Because they do have a really good running back. They got some good offensive linemen. They got a couple of good receivers. Uh, the defense is supposed to be good. So as much as we could focus on Dak, the defense didn't do anything. Defense could have given up 60 in that game. So that's a collaborative effort. They were bad. Uh, they got embarrassed by Arizona. I mean, who are they beaten? The Jets? The Giants? Who's the other win by the Cowboys? So, are they good? Did we hype them because they were winning these games? You know, you beat the Giants, what, at 40 to nothing. It's like, oh, my God, the Cowboys. When we should have been focusing on the Giants losing at home like that. But I don't know if Dallas is great. Potential for great if they're just good, because they might just be that. I mean, you lose to the Cardinals. They beat the Patriots, they beat the Jets, and they beat the Giants. Now that you say it, it actually sounds pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. that you run through that, it actually sounds... <laughs> I thought the Cowboys had a good month in September. But now I don't feel good about it. That's, you know... Oh, that's tough. It yeah. does sound awful. That's tough. Yeah. So when you go, man, the Cowboys, they've been dominating this year in that defense. And I go, yeah, who, who they play? They play the Patriots and the Giants and the Jets. Oh, okay. Maybe not that impressive. Uh, let me get a couple of phone calls in here. Trip in Las Vegas. Hi, Trip. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, DP. Hey, bud. Good morning, DP, Dan. Hey, so uh, with Parents Weekend coming for Crappenburg State, I kind of wrote down some items that are possibly going to be in the media guide. Hmm. Okay. So we're going to have the uh, – Crappenburg State Blasters, possibly is the name. Just an update. The football team, however streaky, is bowl-bound. It should be a blowout again. All right, all the right, cheerleaders right. will be called the Bomb Squad. 
The dance team has a clogging scholarship available. The band director will be Kenny Loggins coming in. You've got Tommy <laughs> John surgery. Actually started here. And there's going to be some famous alumni on hand. It'll be Dennis Hopper. Well, he's not a lot, but Dennis Hopper, Ray Boom Boom Mancini, Gomer Pyle, and Jody Mudd. Thank you, Trip. <laughs> Trip, a lot of work there in Vegas. Week well spent. <laughs> Week well spent. It is uh, homecoming at Crappensburg State this we're, weekend. We're going to be out in Vegas in uh, I don't know however many months. Trip's going to be, hey, remember I was the guy that called in? Yeah. But we will remember. We will remember. Trip, that guy. The streaky streaky team. Uh, we're doing hype songs on Friday, by the way. That'll be the musical theme because the Texas Rangers have adopted the song Higher by Creed. You haven't played the song yet. No, no, you can't even hear it there. <laughs> that's right. That, that's at the game. Respect Creed, Marvin. Yeah. I, but, but, but you can't hear the song. That They're playing it uh, over the loudspeaker. Are you purposely trying to avoid finding the song Higher by Creed. What song? Higher. <laughs> Higher by Creed. That they they want that to be their their hype song. All right, coming up soon. All right. Like like how soon is soon? As soon as this ad comes up. As soon as you get past the ad. Ba- <laughs> Baker. <laughs> Okay. Yes, Paulie. I'd like to ask Seton. I really trust Seton's music opinions. Mm. Is this a bad song, or is the entire song and concept hokey? Can those be? Can are those separate? Can you separate those? Well, I mean, I guess I can only go on my own opinion, right? Mm -hmm. I think actually the music is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, man, what's his name? Like Mark. Tremani or something like that. The guitar player, I forget his name now, mm-hmm. um, is actually a really good guitar player. He gets that's, and that's like a great tone. It sounds awesome. I think it's and I'm sorry to do this to him. Oh, I think it's just Scott Stapp, and I'm I'm very sorry. He's very he's incredibly successful. That band sold a gajillion records, and a gajillion people can't be wrong. But I think it's just him. Um, well, the rest we were, of the band is pretty good. We were wrong about Bon Jovi. I'm, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. What is it? R- wrong in that what? You were ripping them? Or oh, that you were not a fan? Not a fan. Okay. Well, you're wrong. Yes, you were wrong about that. Mm. You're mm-hmm. right. You know, <laughs> maybe video hurt Scott Stapp and Creed. I think it kind of made them end ended them. Oh. Okay. I think people really loved that band. I think they really did. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Like, that band was almost like a religious experience for people. Too hot? Possibly, yeah. Well, I think that there were religious overtones with that, that there might have been a godlike complex there with some of his theatrics during those videos. Yes, Mark? For Seton, is Nickelback in the same wow. realm as them? Wow. Or is it the same bus? Wow. They're like brother bands, for sure, 100%. Like, just too successful, or was it just like their music just not good? I don't know. It's probably too successful because I, I don't know. How about you have a tour, the two bands you don't want to see, Creed and Nickelback. And they would probably sell massive. I'm sure they would. Thousands, tens of thousands a night they would do. I just never understood the Nickelback uh, feedback. I did. Backlash. You did? I did. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But now I feel bad about it now. 
Because it's got to stink like, um, you know, I think, you know who got that sort of similar, um, like, fallout, unfortunately, because now he's no longer with us, but Smash Mouth got that same thing where they're like, dude, your band is garbage. Mm-hmm. And he sort of, I hate to say, went to his grave defending his band, being like, no, man, we made awesome songs and you guys suck, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel bad about that now. It, it's like there was uh, negative feedback on Hootie and the Blowfish. They got so big, and then people were like, "What are we? Why? Why am I listening to this music?" And there was a there were bumper stickers: "Honk if you hate Hootie." And it, and then Darius was like, "I I didn't tell you to buy the music. You bought the music." And then it's like buyer's remorse: "Like, I, why, why am I buying Hootie and the Blowfish?" He I, just it was like, "Oh, sorry, it's yeah, really late." Yeah, let me take a break. Let me take a break. All right, uh, coming up, Jason Garrett will stop by. Back after this. Simply Safe Home Security, 24-7 LiveGuard protection made possible by the new Smart Alarm wireless indoor camera, available with a fast protect monitoring plan. The new Smart Alarm indoor camera, the only indoor security camera that can trigger the alarm and instantly stop intruders with a built-in siren. It has a physical privacy shutter that provides protection when you need it, privacy when you want it. 24-7 LiveGuard protection. The new Smart Alarm indoor camera works seamlessly. Simply safe system. Keep your whole home safe from break-ins, fires, floods, and more. You can do it yourself. That's the simple part of Simply Safe. In about 30 minutes or have a Simply Safe expert set it up for you. Either way, it's easy to protect your home. No contracts to sign, hidden fees, pushy salespeople. For a limited time, get 20% off your new system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Visit simplysafedan.com, simplysafedan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jason Garrett will be on the call. College football Notre Dame and USC Saturday night coverage begins at 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Also, you can see Jason on Football Night in America, 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock, ahead of the Giants against the Bills. What do you see in Caleb Williams right now? Wow, what a player. Uh, You know, one of those guys that you start to see on TV and you're like, who is this guy? And, um, you know, the more you study him, he has everything you're looking for in a quarterback. You know, I've always said this, Dan, that the number one trait for a quarterback is instinct, feel, aptitude for the game. And uh, all the great ones have that. And then they have varying degrees of ability. They, they can run. They can throw. They have, they have, they have this talent level. But uh, instinct is first. Feel is first. And he's got that. And then he has all the rest of it, too. And he clearly has a poise and a composure and a confidence about him that pervades that whole team. He's something else. Drake May. Uh, have you had a chance to look at him? Haven't haven't studied him, but I've kind of seen him the same way. Um, you know, j- just by TV. I haven't done a deep dive into watching his film, but uh, equally impressive guy. But if you're looking at, because we're we're trying to categorize Brock Purdy now. People don't know is Brock Cur- Purdy good? Is he great? Is he? How did everybody miss on him? Uh, you know, he's the next Montana. So. So what is it that Brock Purdy has that maybe uh, we, we don't know how to define? I go back to what I said before, instinct, feel for the game. And, okay. and what does that entail for a quarterback? Your ability to see things, feel things, process things quickly. And, and for him to be able to do that as a rookie, to win all these games that he's won, and, and, and we talked about it the other night on football night, there's no doubt it's, a, it's an incredibly – uh, favorable environment for a quarterback to play in in San Francisco. They play great defense. Uh, they can run the ball. They have weapons all around them. It's a fantastic system. Kyle's a great play caller, all of that. But, you know, Kyle Shanahan's record as a, as a head coach in the NFL, he's won 74% of his games when Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy are his quarterback. He's won 24% of the games when those guys aren't his quarterback. So this idea that we're, it's a great system, we can plug anybody in there, I just don't buy it. The, the, the player matters. And I just think he has so many of those traits we're talking about, the instinct, the feel, the vision, the processing, and he's probably underappreciated physically. He's a better athlete than people think. He throws it better than people think. Uh, he just does all the things that that the great quarterbacks do. Now, the package isn't overwhelming. He doesn't walk in the room 6'4", 220, you know, uh, rocket arm, all of that stuff. But he has the most important stuff. Yeah, but Montana didn't walk into the room that way either. Exactly right. And that's why it was a third-round pick. And people were like, uh, you know, pick 199 in 2000 was the same way, right? 
it, it, it's it's all that it's all that same stuff. So you know the, the the question is okay, those are intangible qualities, and one of the things that we used to always talk about was I get they're intangibles, but there's evidence of intangibles in all players. You know, so what's the evidence of the intangible? The the Mike linebacker who the coach says loves football but doesn't run to the ball. You say, well, he might like the idea of football, but he doesn't love football. The evidence is to the contrary, right? So when you look at a guy like this, you say, okay, Iowa State, what did he do there? Played for a long time, was pretty productive. You know, everything he did was positive. And so when you start looking for it more and asking the right questions, maybe it unearths it. But still, the eye test for a lot of scouts and evaluators comes first. And, uh, you know, particularly that position. So that's why a guy like this gets overlooked. But it's fun to see him do so well. That's what's, you know, the beauty of that position is all shapes and sizes, all ages, you know, be successful early, uh, maybe not so late. Uh, some, you know, it catches on a little bit later on. I still go back to, with Brock Purdy, I don't know how you you define clutch. Like, how do I see clutch in a player? Okay, it's college. But when the game is on the line in the NFL and jobs are on the line and you have to have that clutch gene. There has to be something in there with your EKG. Like all of a sudden you're like, all right, I'm good. We're good with this. Yeah, that, that's it. And I think you said it's the low blood pressure thing. And, and someone who, who, who quietly embraces those moments, uh, he doesn't get all out of whack. He, he just kind of is himself. And I used to always say this about Tiger Woods. Certainly Tiger Woods made miraculous golf shots that we all admire from afar. But when he was going – he was middle of the fairway, middle of the green, two putt in all the big moments, right? And then, you know, he had the chip out and masters. I, I get all that. He was able to do that, that stuff. But, you know, th- those guys who are the best do what they're supposed to do. They're the best, they're the best version of themselves, if you will, in those moments. Uh, it's not too big for him. And, and certainly he has that gene. Talking to Jason Garrett, he'll be on the call USC at Notre Dame coming up on Saturday night, also part of Football Night in America on Sunday ahead of the Giants and the Bills. We've talked a little bit about David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, and it's an open secret that he's involved, maybe a little overly involved. He wanted Bryce Young as his quarterback. Frank Reich came out yesterday and sort of hinted at maybe not being on the same page, but... Uh, what's it like to be the coach of an owner who gets too involved in a situation? You know, Dan, I think leadership is, is, is really, uh, I think it's the most important thing in any successful organization. And, and, and there are different levels of leadership. Obviously, the guy who owns the team is the leader, right? But, but there, there are other leaders in the organization as well, the general manager, the head coach, coordinators, certain players, all of that. I always thought a big part of leadership was, okay, you're leading down, if you will, if you're the head coach, you're leading to your staff, to the players, all of that. But you also have to lead upwards. Uh, you, you have to be able to create a vision for the decision maker. Ultimately, the owner is the decision maker. Uh, to say, okay, this is the kind of team I want to build. These are the kind of guys I want to bring with me to, to, to make this vision that I have come alive. And you have to be very compelling making those arguments. They have to be consistent. They have to be thorough. There has to be evidence. So this idea that, okay, we're only leading downward. When you're in an organization, any organization, you have to lead that way too. 
because you're not writing the checks. That other guy is. So when we were at our best in Dallas, like all organizations, we were on the same page. I made compelling arguments for the vision we want for the team. We we made the decisions that followed that. We all got on the same page, and, and we went forward. That's not to say I was always right. You're listening to the other people, and you're creating this vision together, and you're making sure we're all aligned. The biggest issue in the NFL is when there's not alignment uh, among all the different parts of the organization. This guy thinks this. This guy thinks this. We're going to go his way this time. You're with it. And then you get this hodgepodge of an organization. When you get everybody together, that's when you have a chance. And so you have to do that with owners. You have to say, okay, I get it. This is what we're trying to create, and this is how this decision fits into that vision. And if you do that well and consistently, you have a chance. Set the record straight on draft night with Johnny Manziel. (laughs) Um. The big overarching story is we wanted to go defense. And the guys that we were targeting uh, were defensive players, Aaron Donald being one of them, Ryan Shazier being one of them. Um, trying to think who the other one was. The linebacker from from UCLA who went to the Vikings. Kendricks? No. Uh, the bigger guy. Damn. Um, Not Anthony Barr? Anthony Barr. Okay. Anthony Barr. So those are the guys we're targeting. We had we had to get better on defense. So I think Barr goes 11. Aaron Donald goes 13. Shazier goes 14. It's like boom, boom, boom. You know, oh, we'll get the uh, uh, you know that kind of a thing. And uh, and so the big blinking light on our board was Zach Martin. Zach Martin is up there, highest graded guy. We love him to death. We're still not there with our offensive line. Uh, but we have taken Tyron Smith and Travis Frederick in two out of the previous three years. So we're getting there. To me, that's the key to, to building our team. It's why Philadelphia and is so successful. They got really good linemen and their skill comes alive. So we were making that argument, but we felt like if we can get some of these defensive guys, we got to play defense too. So when those guys go off the board, Zach Martin's sitting there. Um, but you know, Jerry Jones. Rightfully so, values the quarterback, and he felt like we had Tony Romo at the time, and and getting a guy like Johnny Manziel could be someone who uh, could provide that transition. You know, the, the great organizations like Green Bay went from Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, you want to make sure you have a succession plan, if you will. But did he ask the room, what do you think of Johnny <laughs> Manziel? We had a lot of great discussions that no, night. No, 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 did he Did he openly say – you don't work for Jerry anymore. Did he openly say, what do you guys think of Johnny Manziel? Oh, absolutely. Okay, what was your response? I think we should take Zach Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that? Yeah, no Oh, yeah, no doubt. And that was the consensus in the room. But Jerry wanted Johnny Manziel. He certainly was enamored with, the, with having a quarterback wow. transition. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so, and he'd be the first to tell you he's he's glad it, it went the way that it did. I mean, Zach's been in nine Pro Bowls. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be one of the great players ever to play for the Cowboys. Yeah. So it worked out well. Starting a rookie quarterback is tricky. We've seen C.J. Stroud. He looks pretty good. Bryce Young, I'm not quite sure. Uh, and then Anthony Richardson's been banged up. We haven't seen Will Levis yet. But your thoughts on starting a rookie quarterback in today's NFL? Well, you know, we started Dak Prescott. You know, he was a fourth-round pick for us, and Tony Romo got hurt in the third preseason game. And we didn't have intentions to start Dak. 
we, we felt like he could be the next quarterback of the Cowboys. But, you know, when Tony got hurt and Kellen Moore was our backup, both those guys go down and all of a sudden Dak is playing. And, you know, he ends up, we lose the first game. We win 11 in a row and we end up going 13 and three. So um, it's not easy to do. Uh, you have to create an environment for the guy to be successful. We had a good team. We had good linemen. We had a good runner. We had a good defense. And, and Dak went in and, and did what he what he needed to do. He wasn't just a system guy. He made a ton of plays for us and really was made a very positive difference for us that year. Uh, but I think that's the exception. Ben Roethlisberger started as a rookie on a really good team. Uh, Dan Marino started as a rookie uh, on a team that had gone to the Super Bowl the year before. Sometimes what happens uh, now is that everybody wants it right now, and, and hey, we drafted them, play them, and it's hard to do. The environment better be right. Uh, I always think about Troy Aikman, you know, 0-11 as a rookie. Peyton Manning breaks the interception record as a rookie. I mean, these are the all-time great players to ever play in the NFL. John Elway lining up under the guard as a rookie. <laughs> you know, all of those those things that happen. Aaron Rodgers doesn't play until year four. So this idea that, hey, play him, put him in right now, and, oh, by the way, he's got to be really good, I think our standard gets a little out of whack. Even though there are these exceptions like Prescott and others, um, you know, it, it's a challenge. I think the Bryce Young transition is the norm. When they get better around him, you'll start seeing the Bryce Young that we saw at Alabama. Um, C.J. Yeah, Stroud has been CJ incredible. Stroud has been good for a bad team. Well, a team that was in position to be able to take him so high in the draft. He, yeah, he's been fantastic, and and, and it's been really impressive uh, what, what he's done. And and again, I don't think that's the norm. And 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 I do think, for me, the what Tom Brady Tom Brady has impacted the game in so many ways, impacted lives so many ways. Coaches, players, all of that. One of the things that I think he's done that's been amazing is he plays till he's 45. Drew Brees plays into his 40s. Philip Rivers, uh, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys playing as long as they've played. The, the runway for a quarterback is longer now. So this idea that we got to play him now, put him in, he better be good or discard him, I, I don't think that's the right way to think about it. And if you do think about it that way, I love what San Francisco did. Let's go get Sam Darnold. He's been in two bad situations. He's still a young guy. Hopefully he's not beaten up too much mentally. There's something here. And, and, and he can play for a while. It's not like the running back you know, career in, in, into his mid to late 20s he's done. These guys are playing to their late 30s. So allowing for their growth over time I think is something that – that needs consideration, and I think the smart people are doing that. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Uh, but you have coaches whose jobs hang in the balance, and they don't get that long runway like quarterbacks do. That they yeah. they need that guy to come in and help because we were bad the previous year. And, and there are, there are coaches who very famously at times go into an organization and say, "I recognize this. I'm not going to let this whole organization hinge on the play of a rookie quarterback. We're going to go get a veteran and play him." We might not even draft a quarterback. We're going to get better on our team because that's what's going to allow me the time to build this the way I want to. Others say, you get a chance to draft the guy, let's build the whole thing around him. So it's a different approach. You better be right. You better be right. Good stuff, Jason. Have fun this weekend. You'll be busy, and uh, we appreciate it. 
when I, when I come on, usually Will Ferrell's on. What happened? I mean, oh. don't we do this together. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good having Will there with us in Dublin. It's fantastic. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, thank you, Jace. Always great seeing you. That's Jason Garrett. He'll be on Football Night in America on Sunday. He'll be on the call with Notre Dame hosting USC on Saturday night. We'll take a break. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz. Available digital light technology. The vehicle all electric, the feeling. All Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE dash SUV. Seaton, would you update the poll results for me, please? I sure will, Dan. We got a couple of them going for you. Uh, more impressive, three Super Bowls or with three <laughs> quarterbacks or six Super Bowls with one quarterback. Right now, that's a 55-45 split. Three Super Bowls with three quarterbacks. Most so, impressive. So the anti-Belichick sentiment is, is what we have here. Very much so. Yeah, yeah people are reveling in his uh, downfall. <laughs> yes. Uh, we also have another rando from Paulie that we hadn't really gotten into, but I put up there, hardest sport to ref, football, baseball, basketball, hockey. Hmm. Uh, football, running away with it at 43% of the vote. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Paulie. I was watching hockey last night, and it's almost like a two-part question. Which is the hardest sport to be a referee, both physically and then the job itself? Because I was watching these hockey refs. They're flying around. They don't get shift breaks. <laughs> they, you know, they don't, they're out there and they're, they're doing some serious skating. They skate backwards. They avoid hits. That seems, I think hockey might be the most dangerous to be the ref. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would think. Taxing. I mean, football's in there too because yeah. you can get caught up in the pig pile or football coming your way. Uh, but yeah, hockey feels like, you know, skating forward, backwards, sideways, fast, keeping up with the pace there, avoiding a puck or, you know, getting uh, checked into the boards. Uh, let me see. We'll get some phone calls this day in sports history. Let me knock out this day in sports history, Paulie, to give you the stage so you have a little more time. Oh. Joey Votto is going to join back on the program. The man who was openly saying that if it doesn't work out with Travis Kelsey, he is there in the on-deck circle, pun intended, with Taylor Swift. Also, Bijan Robinson, the uh, Falcons running back. All right, Paulie. Just a couple. 1924, the Boston Bruins and the Montreal Maroons were granted NHL franchises. Mm-hmm. The New York Giants in 1925 played their first NFL game. They lost to Providence 14 0. Mm-hmm. Tough team. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Mario Lemieux. Oh, this is great. 1984. Mario Lemieux with the Pittsburgh Penguins made his debut in the NHL against the Boston Bruins. He scored his, a goal on his first shot of his first shift. On this date in 2020, this team won a title. If you said the Lakers over the Heat, their 17th NBA title. A little bubble action there. LeBron, the uh, first player to win MB, uh, finals MVP with three different teams. Man, 2020 was a wild year. Like, phew. But they got that in. Yeah, Jordan didn't need to get a bubble. T- <laughs> Asterisk, wait a second. <laughs> uh, any, anything to denigrate uh, LeBron James. Uh do people have more of a problem with the Patriots' success when they had it or the Astros' current success? Why do you link them, Dan? <laughs> because they're very successful franchises. Oh, yes. Of course. And maybe it's not fair to ask this with a couple of minutes left in the show, but I was wondering about this with the Astros. Who do you have more of a problem with with their success? I mean, the Astros said that they cheated. Their manager and GM got fired. Players, uh, you know, they they got a stay of execution. Patriots, they've sort of bend the rules, bent the rules a little bit there. Yes, Todd. 
I would put the blame, and it sounds like because I'm a pseudo Astro fan, I put the blame more on the Patriots. People have more of a problem with the Patriots winning all those Super Bowls. Okay. Because the Astros just won a couple of championships. They're about to go possibly to their seventh straight ALCS. So I don't know. I, I would think the Patriots. I think people have more of a problem with the Astros because they were blatant. They were right there banging a drum. But they're still winning over and over again. Why did they cheat to begin with, Tom? That's a good point. Exactly. Bang the drum slowly. Yeah. Yeah, Seton. I think people people are sort of used to cheating in baseball. It's like everybody is like up in arms over steroids in baseball. Nobody really cares if anybody in football is on steroids. It's like, yeah, look at those guys. Of course they're on steroids. They have to be. You have to be to play the game. But in baseball, it's like, well, this is, these are hallowed records. What are we? What about history? What about it? In football, nobody really cares. Yeah. Who's Who are you imitating there? Uh Upset radio caller. John T. Caller. Whatever it is, it's great. Thank you. Thank you, Todd. What about? Yeah. <laughs> Look at what they're, they're desecrating their record books. That's why I said if there was a record that mattered in football and somebody could have been using steroids, then maybe, maybe we would have had a problem. Nobody did. Nobody does. They're on HGH. I don't care. I'd be too if I was playing. Uh, what did you learn today on the program, Todd? Albert Breer's wife bought a 12-foot skeleton for Halloween from a neighbor's yard sale, as well as a TV with a bloody handprint on it. Uh, Seton O'Connor, what did you learn? Not a ton of drama with Johnny Manziel and the Cowboys. Not a ton. Uh, Marvin? Joe Gibbs, greatest coach ever. Paulie? With hesitation, Jason Garrett cleared that up. Uh, Todd, what did I learn? The Texas Rangers rally song, Creed's Higher. If you like using uh, debit over credit, then it's time to get rewarded. And now you can discover cashback debit. Checking account rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees. Check it out. Cashback debit. Discover.com slash cashback debit. Have a great day, everybody. We look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Dan Patrick Show. It's Freddie Prince Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.